Hi, I'm Mystic by Moonlight, and you're listening to the Witch Way Podcasts. Let's go, witches! Hi, everyone. I'm Mystic by Moonlight, and welcome back to the Witch Way Podcast. It has been a while since my last episode, and I know at the last episode I said that I would be talking about divination this time. But I'm going to put that on hold and talk a little bit about why I had to take a break and how that fits in with my practice and the practice of witchcraft in general. So around the time I recorded my last episode, I had mentioned that I had an injury and on top of that physical injury, I also was just not doing well with my mental health and there was just a lot of stress going on and I was really trying to focus on this podcast and my TikTok and other things that I was really but unfortunately when you neglect your mental health too much it eventually catches up to you and I had like a full-on just meltdown and I didn't want to deal with anything and it just was really overwhelming so and how important to witchcraft and one of the reasons that I believe it is so important is because the majority of what goes into the practice is intention and your mindset and your focus and that is hard to do when you're not taking care of your mental health because it's very cluttered and you're overwhelmed you can't focus your energy on the right things because you're battling way too much So there are two books that I really love about ways to self-care and ways to take care of yourself and your mental health with witchcraft. And the first one is Witchcraft Therapy, Your Guide to Banishing Bullshit and Invoking Your Inner Power by Mandy M. A lot of this book is focusing on things like grounding yourself and getting yourself in the right mindset and practicing mindfulness and meditation and how to be gentle with yourself and your trauma and not to just focus on trying to be positive all the time and pushing things away. And I just really love that book. I thought it was so insightful and really helped me to kind of pull myself out and realize that I can use what I love. I can use the craft to help pull myself out of the these bouts of depression and anxiety and things like that. The second book I really like is The Witch's Book of Self-Care, Magical Ways to Pamper, Soothe, and Care for Your Body and Spirit by Erin Murphy Hiscock. And this is the same author who wrote The Green Witch, which is also a really good book. Um, But this book is specifically about different spells and rituals that you can do to things like clearing your 
energy, help with like getting your mind organized, help with filling yourself with light and to reduce stress. It gives you a lot of spells and rituals. It also gives you journaling prompts and things like that. And I just, I found it really, again, really, really helpful. So let's talk about a couple of things that I think are important in the craft in general, but are particularly important if you're struggling with like anxiety or depression, or if you're really just feeling like down. First one might seem obvious, might seem simple, but it's cleansing, doing a cleansing ritual. And that could be as simple or as complicated as you want to make it. It could be as simple as getting into the shower and letting the water run over you and just thinking or speaking out this intention, this affirmation of, I'm allowing this water to wash away all my negative energy, all the negative energy that I've picked up from objects, people, things around me. It could be that simple while you're having your daily shower. It could be a little more complicated. You could cast a circle, get some salt, do a smoke cleanse, um, ring a bell. There's so many different ways to cleanse yourself and cleanse your space. Uh, And I think that's always the first step. But I do think it's important not to just focus on cleansing yourself because we are spiritual energetic beings and we attract energy around us and everything around us has an energy is holding on to an energy and in my last tiktok video um, i posted a video about how i went thrifting for a new money bowl and i found this money bowl and i loved it and someone commented underneath how do you make sure that there's no bad energy And to me, it had always just been sort of a standard practice, something that I'd never really thought about. But it also isn't something that I've done on everything in my home. It's usually only something I do on things that I bring in specifically for my craft. And as I started to think about it, I thought, you know, it really should be done on everything that I bring into the house, everything I already have in the house. And that is like cleansing each object and each space. And so whenever I do thrift something or even buy something, if it's brand new from the store, you don't know how many people have touched it. You don't know where it came from in like transit, who donated it, how many people have put it on the shelf and picked it up and carried it around and put it back. And objects absorb the energy of everything that they've been around that they've touched everyone that's held it so when I bring something home what I like to do is if I can physically wash it I use like water soap um, if it's glass I'll use a bit of vinegar and then after that I like to smoke cleanse it and sort of say the same kind of thing I cleanse this of any unwanted energies and then after that I try to charge it with my own energy, which usually results in me sitting there holding it. 
But before I want to charge anything with my own energy, that's when I want to cleanse myself as well. So it's important to make sure that you're not overly focusing just on cleansing yourself, on showering multiple times a day to try and get your mindset right, or, oh, I waved my juniper smoke wand around me and I should be cleansed by now. Why do I still feel this way? Because it might be the things around you. It might be your space. It might be other people's energy that you're just picking up on. So it's really important to make sure that everything is cleansed. Not just yourself, but all of your tools, all of your objects, everything in your home. Just, yes, that's the first thing. The second thing I really thought about is how much we have to be in the right mindset in order for our practices to work. And when I say that, I mean, when we have mental health issues, it really is like a chemical imbalance in our brain. There's a lot going on and it can really just mess with our intentions because we sometimes we think things that aren't true, especially with anxiety. We have those intrusive thoughts that come in. And with those intrusive thoughts come a lot of negative energy that we're creating ourselves with these ideas, these mindsets. And so you have to do whatever you can to make sure that you're in the right mental space. And it really upsets me when I see a lot of people telling people not to take their medication, whether that's for depression, anxiety, anything like that. I've seen a lot of spiritual practitioners tell people, oh, you don't need antidepressants. You don't need anxiety medication. It's going to interfere with your brainwave. It's going to interfere with your natural energies. And honestly, I have to disagree with that because if you are truly having some sort of imbalance, then the medication is something that your body requires to balance itself out again and to get you back into that right mindset. Now, I do think that there are other practices that help us get there. And I think like we don't just rely on our medication to fix all of our problems. And one of the things that I like to do a lot is like mindfulness. I find meditating really does help with my mindset and getting me to focus my energy and things like that. But that can be hard to do when you are in some kind of spiral or meltdown or whatever it is that's going on. It can be really hard to tell yourself, okay, my brain is going in whirlwinds and spirals and I need to sit down and try and just focus on nothing and really be mindful and breathe in, breathe out. And it can be hard. It can be really hard. And sometimes you just can't physically do it. And that goes with a lot of things that are good for us. When you get into those places, you don't want to exercise. You don't want to meditate. You don't even want to shower or eat. Or sometimes it's just really, really hard to do the basic things for ourselves And so it can be hard to practice our craft when we are in these mind spaces because that is not our fullest, best self. And for me, that is why I took a break with these episodes because I was so excited and focused and really wanting to do it. And then I just had no 
drive anymore, no motivation. It felt like this looming responsibility hanging there. And I felt like, oh no, you're disappointing people because you're not doing this. And look, that's just another thing you're not good at, another thing you failed. And it just kind of piles on top of each other over and over again. And I had to give myself permission to step back from that. And I didn't fully step back from my craft, but I did step back from pushing myself to do something every single day and pushing myself to be practicing daily in big ways, in big like ritualistic ways. And that was okay. And I needed that break because I needed to be able to focus on what was really kind of going on with me. And I think that that's something we also need to do in our craft. I, I see people say a lot of times as well, oh, well, if you're not practicing every day, you're not a real witch. Or if you're not doing this every day, then it's not going to work for you. And that's just not the case because life is hard. Life is busy. Things get in the way. And you just have to be able to practice as much as you can because you don't want to force yourself to practice in a negative mindset or in a negative state. You don't want it to feel like a chore because when it starts to feel like a chore or like it's something that you have to do instead of something that you want to do, then your intentions are not right. Your energy is not right. So there's no point at that point to do that. It's better to let yourself have a break, to step back from it, to let yourself get right, let your energy get right, and then come back to it. It's totally okay to do that. And I think one thing that I see a lot of places, and it is mentioned in both of these like self-care therapy books that I mentioned earlier, and the big one is to get yourself out of these mindsets or these kind of spirals, a really good tool is practicing gratitude and gratitude journaling. And I agree, but I do think there is also, I do think that there's a bit of nuance there as well, because a lot of people think practicing gratitude and doing a gratitude journal and all of this is just about being positive all the time and being grateful all the time for all the things and oh I just have to be happy and I just have to be smiling and I just have to be constantly positive because if I'm constantly positive then everything good's going to come and I'm never going to feel bad and that is just not the case and I really think I saw this term the other day toxic positivity and I really thought, you know what? Yes, because it's a lot of pressure to think that you have to be happy and on and good every single minute of every single day. It's exhausting and it's just not realistic. We are complex human beings. We have emotions for a reason. We are allowed to be sad and angry and mad and hurt and yes, happy, but we don't have to be any one of those things all the time. And I think people grab onto this 
positive mindset thing and think that means I have to be happy all the time. I can never be sad. I can never be negative. I can never be angry. Um, Even though I love buying physical journals and I do have two physical gratitude journals, I find it more difficult for my routine to go and find the physical book, bring it out, write down in it, whatever the case may be. But what I really do like is that the 5-Minute Journal Company has a free app where you can do that. And it will give you quotes for your journey and it'll give you reminders. Okay, like tell me what you're grateful for right now. Tell me what you're grateful for in the evening. And you can make as little or as many entries as you want. And it's really great. And so if I open it right now and I say, okay, start today's journal, it says, get specific, use details to describe what you're feeling grateful for. And then the prompt is three things I'm grateful for. You can add photos. It gives you a bunch of things at the bottom that you might have not thought about, but you're like, yeah, okay. So some of them are my friend who, whatever, whatever the way I, whatever, whatever, my health, getting to do whatever. So I find it's really great. It's really beneficial for me to have the guided journal like that, just because it it helps me to focus easier and it makes me less pressured to feel like I have to come up with something big and like crazy. So yeah, it's a really nice app. It's really great that it's free. They have like meditations as well in the app. They have some different like articles. There's like a guide to being still, building blocks of self-love, six types of rest, and it's free. It's just really great. And that's the five minute journal app. I absolutely love it. But if you are like me feeling really off your game in some way, that's okay. I think a lot of people are feeling that way right now. There's a lot of terrible stuff going on around us in the world right now. And it's really easy to feel hopeless and sad and overwhelmed between wars and earthquakes and interest rate hikes and the economy and the housing crises. There's just so much going on. It would almost be weird if we didn't all feel really overwhelmed right now. And in addition to all of those things, I've had a lot of personal stuff going on and family drama and my grandma, who's like the person I think I love most in this whole world and who is just so special to me had to be put in care and I go and I see her and she's just so confused and she still like remembers me but it just makes me sad when I'm with her because she can't remember what she just did two seconds ago or why she is where she is She's getting her memories confused. She thinks it's like days earlier or sometimes years earlier. And she's from England and she's bringing up things from when she lived in England, which was 
she's 95 now. She just turned 95. And that was like 70 years ago that she lived there. And she is still talking about those things like it's around the corner. And it's just really been hard. And part of that has made me want to get back into my craft because it, it gives me something to hold on to. It gives me something to focus my energy on because it is really easy to become overwhelmed by all of these things in our lives and the things going on around us. And one of the things that I did this week to really just try and like realign my energy was a ritual from the witchcraft therapy book. And I will go over that with you. One of the first things that it says to do is to get grounded. And so it says to go outside and find a safe, quiet area, sit down and put your bare feet and palms on the ground, and then do some deep breathing. Visualize a small seed of light in the core of your body. And as you breathe, imagine that seed growing roots down into the ground and branches traveling all throughout your body and really growing and then exhaling your negative energy. Now, I did do something like that recently, but I live somewhere extremely cold and there is snow on the ground right now, so I could not do it barefoot, bare hands, but I went to a place that I felt had really great energy and I just closed my eyes and I sat outside in the cold and I did this and I left there feeling so calm and so at peace. And so that's kind of the first thing you want to do. You want to just take some time to get grounded. And if you can't go outside, do it inside. Put your feet on the floor and just visualize the earth beneath you. Next thing they recommend is this simple cleansing ritual. So it says you can use a bell, like a handheld bell, uh, salt, water, one slice of lemon, a pinch of dried rosemary leaves, and then a spray bottle. So it recommends opening all the windows in your living space and ringing the bell because that is sound cleansing. But it does say if you don't have a bell to ring, you can bang a spoon on a pot. Same thing. It creates this vibration and it clears the energy with vibration. Then it says to take some time to clear any of the clutter in your space. I have so much clutter all the time and I like to focus in like little spots when I'm cleaning it up, but then that usually turns into like a full overhaul, a full clean. I start in one area and then all of a sudden I'm doing the whole place. So it can be great to just start in a small area and clear some of the clutter. Next, it says to sprinkle a tiny bit of salt in each room particularly in the corners and the entryways. Then to fill a medium pot halfway with water, then add your lemon slice, your rosemary, and pinch of salt. You want to simmer it on medium until it's fragrant and you really start to smell everything in there. And then strain the lemon, the rosemary, the salt, well, I guess the salt will dissolve the lemon and the rosemary out of there and let it cool. And then you want to put that water into the spray bottle and then spray that in each room, visualizing the mist as neutralizing any of the negative energies there. Then you want to sit down 
and ground yourself and think about those gratitude things, those positive feelings that you want to invite to yourself and invite to your space and let yourself feel those things. If you really want a certain energy, let yourself feel it and let yourself draw it to yourself. And then you can affirm to yourself mentally or verbally out loud that your space is cleansed and that the universe will bring what you want and what you need into that space. That's pretty simple for a ritual, but it's also stuff that everyone can get like at the grocery store. A lemon, well, I don't know where everybody is, but like a lemon for me is like 80 cents right now. And a little bag of dried rosemary is like a dollar something at Walmart. And I think everybody has salt in their house or mostly everybody. So these are simple ingredients that are just freely available that can help you to cleanse your space and your energy in a really big way and to really get your energy and your mindset and your mental health back on track. So yeah, that was what I wanted to talk about today in this episode. It's not a lot about the craft in specific, but I just think that it is an important topic that we needed to talk about and that it does play a pretty big role in everything that I do and everything that And that's all for now. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode. And I hope that you learned something that can help you along the way. Both of the books that I mentioned will be linked in the show notes. And if you have any questions for me or have anything that you want me to talk about, you can actually go to the podcast page at anchor.fm slash witchwaypod and you can leave a voice message on the page and I can get that and you might even get featured in the episode with your question and then I can address that or you can email your question to mysticbymoonlight at gmail.com you can find me on tiktok at mystic.by.moonlight and on Instagram at Mystic by Moonlight. No dots in that one. So I hope everyone has a great week, and I will be back to talk to you next week about divination. Thanks for listening. Bye.